Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your hosts, Jesse and Lance. For your medicine at Tigers, I'm Jesse, he's Lance, and we are very thrilled to be joined. I think it's been a little bit since we've had him on. First time in the new year. Yeah, it's mm, been a couple. Where have you so been? Good. Gino the Pilot. I haven't, ta- hey, I haven't talked to you guys since last year. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> 13 days. We're still running the joke, huh? Okay. <laughs> That's the right. last time. Good. I, I promise. Is yeah, good, time. good. I don't need that again. <laughs> uh, we, uh, yeah. we got a lot of stuff to get into with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Let's start <laughs> off with uh, Saturday night. Of course, it was Nickelodeon night, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle nights for the Medicine Hat Tigers. I'm going to say it. I know it was a disappointing game. We were up 4-1 at one point. Yeah. Didn't, or we were up 4-1, didn't get the, uh, the win that we deserved. But the crowd Saturday night. Best crowd of the year. Biggest crowd we've had in two years, and I think the best crowd that we've had in two years. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing. 3206 was the final number on that. Something like Something that. I think yeah. there's a couple comp tickets out there too and it was maybe maybe close to 33 with comp. But <clears throat> more than anything, they got mad when there was a penalty. They got upset when the Tigers had scored on. They got loud when the Tigers scored and they tried to rally. You didn't have to work as hard telling people to say <laughs> yeah. go Tigers go. It was I the think. first time after a game my voice was not shot from screaming go Tigers yeah, go. But, uh, and, but that's the point I'm trying to make is 3200 fans is a to me, it should be a low night in, yep. for us, I think. And I, I bravo to Madison Hat, but now I have an even bigger challenge for you. I'm just going to open it up right now. No, We're just going to go it. for it. Yeah. The Lethbridge Hurricanes have two games against Connor Bedard against Regina. We do as well on February 5th and March 11th. They have already sold out their first game, and they have 4,000 sold for their next game in March. So that's about nine to 10,000 fans. Right. Co-op place can hold 6,000. That's right. I challenge the... Community of Medicine Hat, Red Cliff, Suffield, I don't care. <laughs> you sell out both games, I'll get a full body wax. Oh, wow. wow. Chest to waistline. Okay. Legs. I, I'm in. But Upper, that, lower, to- torso. Yeah. Gonna yeah. Be you know, like, smooth. you know, I will do that. And I love it. I chow- That's my thing I'm going to throw out there right now. I've done this before with other fundraising events I've ever done in my life. I've uh, tried to raise a certain amount. I'll do it. No nice. one's ever beat it. So if we get more fans in accumulation, so. Right. Technically, we could have 6,000 one game and, you know, five the next. We would beat Lethbridge because we hold more. So we have the means to do so. It's just a matter of doing it. So if we get two sellouts for those Bedard games, full body wax. I'll even do it on Tigers on Cage. Oh, wow. Wow. That would be quite the – Oh, we would need to move to a different area. Yeah, we. Yeah, that you know what be, I mean. That would be that would be just cleanliness all over the place in here. But I like it. I'm in. I'm in. I, I think it can happen. I mean, Medicine Hat is a very last minute city. So yeah, I, I plenty of tickets available for the March five game. Still, that's a Sunday. Oh man! But oh, what a perfect come on, time. let's go. Yeah, and I challenge you. And here's hoping. Here's hoping. We'll uh, we'll obviously drum up towards that. You. Uh, it's it's out there. You you were telling us like you know there's there's exciting things that'll be coming those nights obviously from the community angle where uh, different groups and businesses within the community want to be on board for for that night in uh, in house rather and so you're you're gonna have uh, a nice product on the ice of course mm-hmm. but you're gonna have a great product off the ice as well so well I don't know if I'm gonna be good off the ice yeah well <laughs> you, 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 you get what you get that's okay I I, I it'll be worth it 
just to see if that happened. I'd love to see that building full. Yeah, it Same. would be. And I had those vibes of the over 3,200. It felt very yeah. full, and it felt, it felt like not a playoff atmosphere, there was energy but to it there again. was yes. energy. There was energy that has not been there for a while because there's a lot of games where I can hear the ref talking. I shouldn't hear the ref talk. Yeah, hopefully not. Well, yeah. I don't even think we heard a couple whistles a couple times up in the booth. Yeah. I don't think. And that that's cool. When you don't hear the whistles, you're like, oh, wait, there's an icing, so stop talking and yeah. You can talk about something else. It was a good feel. It was a good vibe. Unfortunate that uh, the Tigers weren't able to close that one yeah. out. But I, I don't know that – and, you know, I said it as much at the end of the game that I don't know anyone could have went to that game, left, and said they didn't enjoy their time at Co-op Place that night. I mean, Ten the, goals. The, <laughs> yeah, right? The result wasn't what you wanted if you're a Tigers fan. But, I mean, for the 200 and some that came from Swift, they left happy because of the result. It was and a I fun hockey game to watch. For yes. the rest of us, we had we had a good game. It was, it was close. It was against a team that – uh, the Tigers maybe don't want to see for a while after the amount uh, that you've seen lately. Well, uh, spoiler alert: next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're times. not done. You're not done yet. But uh, <laughs> but no, it was just it, it was a nice feeling in the rink. It was. It sure was. It was good to have, and uh, and it, it was interesting, you know, kind of parlaying that into you know the the last couple days and what was the trade deadline and. Uh, you kind of come off of that game uh, over the weekend and think, okay, uh, is that going to trigger more moves? Is that going to do anything? Is that going to move the needle? And then you have a, a game that night in Swift, so there's probably a little bit of heightened anxiety as well. Just what was what was trade deadline day like uh, around the rink? And then, of course, maybe it kind of flips the script a little bit when you get on the bus and go to Swift. Well, you know what? I didn't know what to expect when for my first WHL trade deadline because it ends at 3 and most teams will tell you they don't want to play on deadline day. They yep. don't. Yep. And you know what? The, the the vibe was pretty good, and I think there was sort of a talk out. I think those that knew that they might be on the trading block knew that yep. they were going to potentially get moved. But I know for a fact that Willie came on, didn't even come on for practice for that day. Well, I think he did for a little bit and then scampered off to obviously man the phones. Bobby Fox comes down from Calgary to be a part of the trade deadline day and most of the players kind of thought, you know what, I don't think I'm going to get traded. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like They kind of had that point, like, well, if it happens, it happens. It was one of those nights where I don't think anybody really had the anxiety of they don't want to move or anything like that. And I think there was one deal that was out there. Mm-hmm. I actually I do know there was one deal out there, but I won't go into the specifics because it, pr- it didn't prosper in anything. And the price was too high and the players coming back the other way for what – the Tigers were going to give up, not enough. Like mm-hmm. that's the problem. They were trying to. Get, everybody was trying to fleece the Tigers on deals, and we saw the Zellweger trade, four first round picks. Campbell's is going to be awful for the next decade. It feels <laughs> oh, like yeah. after this year, <laughs> yeah. man. Like Everett's going to be really good <laughs> next year and the years after. The prices are just going way too high, and this brings up one more point, guys. That the OHL doesn't trade first-round picks. Mm-hmm. You That's a rule. You can't trade your firsts anymore. So you're seeing all these second-rounders. And I'm really curious after what happens with Kamloops and even with Winnipeg getting Zach Ostopchuk for three firsts that the overpay, that that rule maybe comes in that you can't get rid of your firsts and you just have to stack like all your seconds, all your thirds and your fours and build a core that way. So I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I mean – I don't care. Like, by all means, I don't think you'll ever see the Tigers do a blockbuster like that. No. That's just something that they don't do. And I'm curious, when you're hosting the Mem Cup, I don't think Sean Clouston had a, you know, he didn't have a choice. He had to make a move. He, yep. he got the best defenseman in the Western Hockey League. 
And that's right. Guess what? Connor Bedard, because of that trade, Connor Bedard was very untouchable. Yeah. In that. I don't so. even know if that trade did it. I was saying to you, Jesse, like, I think the Nolan Allen trade yes. set yeah, the bar I think way that's, too high. That's what started it. And I remember when that trade happened, you were the first to say, there's no way Connor's leaving. Yeah. I just, the, the price was insane for Nolan Allen, right? And he was a good defenseman. And he is a good defenseman. But, I mean, Bedard was just, it is just at a different level. And yep. that, to me, kind of signaled the spot where, like, Bedard's not going to really go. And I, I honestly wondered what, would happen for guys like Zellweger uh, and Ostopchuk more than once about yeah. Zellweger because he is, I, I would say, filling a more difficult role for a defender than Nolan Allen is. Nolan Allen plays pretty decent shutdown minutes, but what Olin Zellweger can do, moving the puck out with a good first pass, he can skate it out, he contributes offense, and you don't got to look that far back at the World Juniors. He was playing against the top forward lines of the opposition, like he was playing shutdown minutes on top of quarterbacking a power play. Like, he just does mm-hmm. a lot of aspects, right? And so, like, I really didn't know if he was going to go. But to your point, you know, if you're hosting the Mem Cup, I guess that it, it puts you in a different spot where you – this is your shot. Like, who knows if, when, maybe you'll get this opportunity again. I mean, if you're going to sell out and make it for, for one year, it better be the year that you host. Well, it makes Hope you, you got wonder. some profit coming in. Yeah, that's it, right. It makes you wonder. That Kamloops trade, there was an interesting conversation on Twitter. Do you think that was the blueprint that maybe Kamloops reached out to Regina and said, this is what we'll give up for Connor Bedard to have him? Regina said, no, it's still not worth it. So then Kamloops said, okay, well, we have this blueprint. If everyone's on board to get rid of this, right. let's use that. Let's find someone else then. I think the biggest thing, and Gino, you probably have heard this as much as I've seen it, but the biggest thing with trading Bedard is that Connor Bedard needs to want to be dealt. He has to ask for it as well. Like, and there's ways you can fabricate this as an organization. You can say, "Would you be interested?" And you can walk that line around, right? Mm-hmm. The organizations do it all the time. But I, I, there might just be the simple fact, and, and you heard it at the World Juniors. Connor was very focused and is very focused on returning to Regina and doing the best that he can. He said that multiple times in interviews with, with like the boardwalk walk with James Duthie. He he referenced it that he wants to to be in Regina. He's looking forward to going back. Like maybe Bedard just didn't want to go anywhere, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Well, and that there's something to be said about being drafted and from the Regina Pats, Connor Bedard. When we hear that in Nashville in a few months' time, that too. there is something to that. And I mean, if you. I, I feel like that would have been the like you mentioned with the Zeller. That would have been the Connor Bedard trade. But like Nolan, Matt Odette in Seattle threw the biggest wrench into the entire trade deadline back when he got Allen in early what, yeah. November. It was right after the, of course, the Tigers played the Prince Albert Raiders for the hundredth <laughs> time, and right. Nolan Allen was gone. But I just, you look at Connor McDavid really quick. He didn't win a title with Erie. He mm-hmm. didn't get traded. They were a good team, but they didn't win. Only, there's only one winner in the Western Hockey League, and it's going to be the Seattle Thunderbirds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's most like that's most yeah. likely for it. They're right? probably yeah. the favorite. To answer your question, because you asked about the package, right? Like, I think that is probably reasonable that they would have taken it to Regina. That package probably was something that they looked at and, and said, you know what, like we'll send this over to to the Pats and see what they want to do with it, because any reasonable team, I think, is going to at least call, right? And I'm I mean, sure Kalmus put together, uh, if it didn't look like that package, it was probably very, very similar. Instead, Regina said, listen, it's nice. We'll talk to Bedard. Bedard yeah, is very knows? set on Regina, which is still mind-boggling to me. You're right. Watching the World Juniors, the amount of times that Regina Pats were mentioned, they it mentions. makes sense that you want to keep Bedard. But also to say, hey, Connor, 
you have a chance to play in the Memorial Cup. Yeah. Like, you don't have to earn it. You don't have to try and, and win the playoffs. You're in. Mm-hmm. And for him, potentially, to still say, nah, I'm going to stay in Regina. I wonder if... That shows a lot of character. It, it does, it, which, I mean, he has in spades, evidently. Um, like, Kamloops, looking at it, had to say, man, how Stankoven and Bedard played at the World Juniors. We've got to do everything we can to get them. But I wonder if there's not something to it as well where maybe teams and players are finding more value in their league championship than they are at the Memorial Cup level. Well, look at the Western Hockey Ooh. League's track record at the Mem Cup the last five, six years. Like, for the longest time, the Dub didn't win a single game. Yeah. yeah. They were yep. bounced in after their three games. It wasn't until, what, last year when Edmonton snuck one out in, in overtime? Yep. And right. that was a good team. Yep. Didn't Great have team. nothing else. Like, my goodness, it's it's scary to think. Also, for those who are curious in Owen Zellweger and Logan Stankoven, here on February 25th. Nice. So That'll be good. Okay. It'll be I'm, good to I'm get them in. Camus is coming here, so yeah. you guys might want to see the Memorial Cup host, and that'll be a really fun – I believe it's a Saturday night game, too. So well, That'll, that'll also, be fun to see. That's a good team. There's a little something there with the coach, too. Yeah, yeah, that's I, always that's yeah, always nice. Yeah. Former coach me uh, back in the stomping grounds too. Hey, I mean, that's the story. That's yep. the storyline I look at when uh, when I see that on the schedule. Hey man, I gotta go get him some fries. Last time I, I remember seeing Sean, I had uh, fries after the game, and then he was doing his post game presser. And after he was done, he walked by, and I was like, "You want some?" And he was like, "Yep." And so we just we shared a moment. Well, over you bonded fries. over yeah. fries. Yeah, so I gotta I go like get some, I gotta go get French fries and, wow. and go hang out down by the room again. <laughs> Sean, you want to recreate that moment? <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing to my dressing room? Right, right. Lance is a welcome wagon with fries. That yeah, could be. Um, what was the deal on the trade deadline with a lot of teams trying to get the rights to other players that potentially may not go to the back to the, the dub? Gun? I was honestly expecting someone to talk to Willie about, hey, can I have the rights to uh, that kid up in Columbus just in case he ever comes back? Uh, you know what? Yeah, or Brooklyn, maybe. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You, you would hang, what? So he'd be in 03 next year and. Well, I guess he wouldn't be really going back anytime soon. Yeah. But, but is there know. something that you they know go... that no one else does that they're like, yeah, I'll just throw you some picks if maybe he comes maybe. back to the dub? And it's conditional if he shows up. I, I don't think so. I think at that point, I would. now you just made my hamster wheel start to spin on both sides. Well, we sides. got like, a lot of that. There was a couple trades where it was like the, the rights to someone. The Gunther one was someone. crazy. Yeah. Because it was, what, just after the World Juniors that yeah. his family announced to him on a Zoom call in the in the Coyotes' room that he was uh, on the team for the rest of yeah. the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but about that, keep your house in Arizona, but why don't you just have a, a nice uh, nice time in Seattle? Yeah, for, right. For Go check out Kent. <laughs> see what's happening in the Washington area. Just and, in case. And we want a full report when you come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was, just, it was wild to me to see that because I, I can't the remember the last time stuff. I saw that many trades like that where the rights on – just in case they come back, we get them. Well, then there's another rights case with the Messinette Tigers that was kind of more fun for a communications guy to sift through. I'm like, well, yeah, but... Adam Sikora. Thanks, Jeff yeah. Merrick. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks the, for spilling that. <laughs> the Adam Sikora deal. I mean, that that's it's one that's been rumored and talked about within hockey for the last little while, and people were wondering what was going to happen with him because he obviously wasn't coming here. Yeah. Uh, so you 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 had some linkage to. Saskatoon was a team. I'm sure there were other elite teams like, you know, the Seattles and well, they maybe probably even called the in and poking around. It. It's what good teams do, right? Yeah. You got to check in on, on other players. But here's the thing like, you want to send a guy that maybe I don't think is ready to play in the pros next year for Adam Sikora. At least I know the World Juniors is a bad state for that, but he didn't really move the barometer for Slovakia. I'm right. sorry. He didn't do anything good in this quarterfinal game against Canada. But come here. You don't have to listen 
to the Rangers. I guess you kind of do. But... Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> but like, I'm sorry, Saskatoon versus Madison Hat. I'm taking the place that has what 300 days of sunshine a year over cold, depressing Saskatoon. Yeah, place I, I guess wouldn't want to be dr- nothing against Saskatoon. But I mean, it's opportunity too. It's the coach. The coach I mean, is a big one. I mean, like, the team Brennan's. is going to, like, have they not looked as, as the Rangers not looked at social media that there's a guy that was denied elite, or sorry, uh, exceptional? Exceptional sass. Thank you. I couldn't think of words today. Because, but he was still 14 and then gets four points in his first major junior game. Like, I don't know, Adam Sakura, Gavin McKenna, Andrew Basha, Hayden Harsani, Caden Lindstrom, Thomas Mercer. Now you got something. Yeah. Yeah, I sorry. The the thought I'll stop now. No. I just think that the 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 draw to staying, you know, closer to home, uh, to start the season and, and playing somewhat pro hockey there is it made some sense. Um but to think that, you know, you might have been willing to, to go to a different team, it's yeah, I just found it interesting because you you looked at how he was deployed throughout the world juniors and he was uh, heavy on the penalty kill. He was playing like a third line role. Uh, five on five, you would have had nothing but opportunity playing here. I mean, you're probably playing top line minutes. You're top six uh, for sure. You're 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 on a power play, probably the first one. If you have that penalty kill skill, well, great because you're probably going to be able to utilize that here as well. Like you could have played all three situations, taking offensive, defensive, neutral zone faceoffs. Like you would have been all over the place, deployed at any point. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I just feel like for for a guy like that, the situation, it. it it's not a bad spot to be in, especially when you're drafted already. Like, yep. if you're not drafted yet, I get it, because yeah. you, you want to build your stock. You want to get around good players. Just look at Seattle, how many guys they got in the top prospects game. I don't think it's a, a fluke that they have as many as they do <laughs> based off of the team that they have. And so once you're past that level, you just want the chance to play, develop, and nothing does that more than a lot of minutes that you would have got here. Yeah. I don't know. Is there potential that he could play next year? Or, like, well, could he, he play for the rights. Yeah, he still have his rights, so by all means. He like, could come, still come over and maybe. I will. I will show you Bad Hat. I will take you to wherever you want to go, Adam. Yeah, like there, there's there's pl- the there's all open. the potential in the world so that he we can got come back. four or five Tim Hortons here. Yeah, and uh, ask Mad Sogard. I know different country, but like he came over, loved Tim's, loved Tim's, big bacon chicken wrap Timbit. ranch guy or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we called him Timbit after a while. Yep. Yeah, he we loved could that. Get, uh, like what else could you take take him to Ralph's for a good time? Sure, yeah. <laughs> he will ride the mechanical Check out bowl if it's still there. Casino, if that's yes. your thing, I don't know. Just Indoor do it golf, outdoor golf, yes, sure. We can we can even disc golf. There's a lot of trails. Sure, yes, man. Look at this. This turned into a tourism medicine hat ad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, where where's tourism operators are hat? standing by? That's but, right. Uh, going back to the trade deadline and the Tigers, <laughs> I think that was another reason why I didn't expect the Tigers to do much is because you just named off the future of the Tigers. Yeah. I don't really think they need to add to that. No, and I think you're the only issue. I think you're going to have, and it doesn't take rocket science to look at a at a depth chart and look at whose birthdays are coming up. Yep. There's a lot of O3s on this team next year. So there's some bigger decisions to be made at hand in the summer. Specifically on the blue line, right? Yeah. You have three uh, three of them there, yeah. Uh Krebs, Parsons and Hotass and it gets a little more difficult when you're hot ass because you're a 20 year old and you're also a euro, and right. that takes up two of your spots yeah. that you can have on a roster. Yeah, so. I think that was the name and that it, was definitely being floated around at the trade deadline. Definitely, there was definitely some calls out for Bogdan's hot ass. Yeah, and what a great role defense when you'd have 
Seattle for a conditional 2027 first rounder or something. Oh, I, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. but but that's also part of it, right? And like I had texted it to to both you guys and Troy from the Tigers as well that like the price got to be at such a point for different players that it became almost impossible if you're a part of the Tigers, you know, leadership group and or or ownership and you're looking at things and saying how are we going to get fair market value because the market determined that a guy like Krebs or hot ass or Parsons, for example, pretty well fetches a first round pick based off of what they do, how they play and where other trades went. But if you're one of those teams from Saskatoon to Winnipeg, Red Deer, maybe, and then, you know, in the other conference, Seattle, if Portland was willing to add, which it didn't seem like they were willing to spend anything. um, Kamloops though, like why would you want to move a first round pick for a guy that your, your team is basically built. So they would be, yeah. A third pairing defenseman on that team? Yeah. You're not moving a first for, for a guy that's going to no. play on, on the bottom half of your roster. So that's where the market and the depth of the teams really just kind of didn't line up for the Tigers. Well, and what's intriguing with that 03 group is Drew Krebs probably wants to try and make the Washington Capitals or play in the AHL next year. Of course. Yep. Or you got Bogdan's hot ass, so I think he's got probably an opportunity to play some pro hockey or sign a deal. He should. And if he gets back. And then you've got Rhett Parsons. Rhett Parsons isn't going anywhere because of two words, Gavin McKenna. Yeah. He is going to be big brother but all Rhett, season long. Rhett's also, and again, you're closer to it, so yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like like you and I, Jesse, have noticed that last year we, we saw it, and again this year, probably the, the biggest, not only maybe vocal, but also on ice leader on the blue line has been Rhett. 100%. Yeah. He definitely... He he demands some respect, and if he, you're not going to respect him, guess what? You might get a couple of like you'll find out you, why. Type you'll thing. find yeah. out why in about two yeah. seconds with a with a knuckle to the face, right? So he just he, we he, need that. We haven't had that in quite well, some time. He's one of the toughest te- guys in the Western League. It's not even up for debate. I can't, uh, you know, can't wait to see the the Matt or sorry Matt Henry and <laughs> Red oh, man. sequel on Friday. Right, <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be. Get the tail of the tape out on that one. Yeah, the, those, oh. if you want to see two guys that scrap a lot, I mean, those are the two. Um, but it's just sorry <laughs> the the way that that Red has grown into a leader on this team. Yes. Like it's really important to have him stay with this group. I think moving forward, if you're able to bring him back as a twenty, just because he he provides so much value. He 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 acts like a pro. Mm-hmm. Like he he takes his job seriously. Every day he shows up ready to go. He's, First guy to the rink, but he's, he's also loose. Like he keeps the group loose. He has fun. Like, he yeah. just, oh, he's loose, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cremona, <laughs> known for being a little loose, but and the, only a hot plate in his kitchen. That's oh, sheesh. <laughs> that yeah, good. yeah. I felt bad. So we were on the game one that time. That was so good. And like I, people were trying to get after Rhett a little bit. It was some guys uh, on one of the teams. I don't remember. And I said, you know, typically I would say, like, he's kind of in his kitchen a little bit, but no offense, but Rhett's kitchen is, like, empty. <laughs> like, the, And what I mean is just that there's nowhere to kind of, like, yeah. rattle him. Yeah. Like, you can't rile him up. There's it's nothing. an empty kitchen. Yeah. There's just a hot plate. Just a hot plate there's in there. Just a hot plate. Like, that's it. Like it's, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to, to really bang around in there. No, yeah. he's the first guy to the rink for the Tigers. And because I show up at the rink sometimes early, not often, but I did on deadline day. <laughs> Good and job. I came in at 7. Uh, nice silver Dodge Ram half ton. Not trying to 
but, wow. you know, a farm boy oh, from Cremona. Wow. I'm like, oh, this oh, is yeah. this is Rat Parsons for that's sure. That's right. That's right. Pounding out some country tunes. He would fit in here at Wild. Yeah. Why is he not stopped yeah. in? Honestly, like he would be not the a third guy. mic for him. Yeah, that's right. I know. Yeah, we always have one. No, Rhett is always the first guy here, and I honestly think he doesn't want to leave the rink. He always like, I think Joe has to get out, like, right. like get out of here, like. And that's another guy who never wants to leave the rink. So like him and Joe show yeah. up about the same time. Hanging out. Uh, so just to end the the trade deadline day, um, who do you think won? Oof. Oof. I mean, Kamloops didn't lose. <laughs> yeah, Kamloops didn't lose. They're gonna um, lose next year, but. And the year after that. And the yeah. year after that. You know, I think <laughs> I, I think Brandon did pretty well yes. selling pieces off. Yeah. Like, they kind of looked around. They, they saw what was going on and, and said, we'll try and move what we can. It's not an easy decision to make. No. But especially when, when you have, you know, Nate Danielson and Carter Bjarnason. I mean, you're going to have oh. guys that are uh, highly rated prospects. You, you, you don't like to ship dudes out around them. But I, I, I think you just look at like what what's going on in that division, right? Mm-hmm. Like your your window, honestly, if you're the Wheat Kings, might be in four years. It, it's crazy to say, but next year next year should be Mooshaw. Yep. Yeah, that that should be Mooshaw's year. Um, depending on what their goaltending situation looks like, if if Connor Unger can or Saskatoon Jackson Unger can make it happen, next year, Saskatoon should still be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all been waiting for their drop off, but like just yeah, so that division's going to be hard, right? Yeah, and Swift's going to be up there pretty soon. Well, you think Swift so next Swift, year in the Central would be your one yeah. chat, and because everybody else like Red Deer's probably got another year. Yeah, and you hope Mad Hat makes that climb. Edmonton's gonna get a hair better. I was gonna say Edmonton really good in the trade deadline. No, like their future was. They have much no done-zo. nineteen or twenty year olds on their roster. Yeah. Like it's the youngest team in the Western. But League. they lost a lot of picks in years past because they wanted to have that franchise team. Yeah, and I think they got not all, but some Pulled of those some picks back. back. Pulled some back. Their rebuild's gonna be pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. That should be next year won't be good, but the year after. You'll start to see that ascension a little bit, and it all comes down to this year's draft, right? The Oil Kings don't have their first this year, though, do they? Well, that's, no, because it's uh, what it's. I believe uh, that is in the hands of one Prince Albert Raiders. Yeah, so the Raiders are just like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> that's crazy. P- yeah. Oh, yeah, we kind of forgot PAs we really could here pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah PAs, PAs interesting, right? Because, like, Tikon Chaika. It feels like he's been in the league for 35 years, um, but at some point, Chico will age out of this league. But they'll get somebody and else. They have Max Hildebrand, I think, as their backup yeah. right now, he who was, was like a star of the week, wasn't he? Well, he uh, beat uh, he beat Seattle. Yeah, they beat Seattle. He made like, or was it Seattle? Anyway, all I remember it is was that a good he, team that he beat. Like he wasn't, they weren't supposed to win, but they mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and he. Uh, I want to say it was Seattle or Portland. Was he, he was not Seattle. a Pats goaltender? I have to look. Back. I believe he was uh, on the Regina Pats. And oh, really. For some reason, they say, we don't need you. We don't want you anymore. Not sure what that was all about. Um, but, yeah, anyway, when you talk about Central Division, looking down the road, Calgary Hitman, they've been a, ahead of schedule, I think, since yeah. last year. They're only going to get better. Uh, Lethbridge, I don't know what they're doing. They traded back for Jared Picklick. Who's now in the SJHL. What, what <laughs> happened there? What was the deal? There must have been a there must have been something put in by Peter Anholt and down in Tri-City with Stu Barnes. Like, look, get, take him for now. We'll take them back, probably for spaces. I know they had Suhanik for Tri-City, so they probably needed mm-hmm. a goalie while he was gone. Now he's back. Of course, Suhanik being the goaltender for Czechia, who won a silver medal and was really good, maybe the best goalie in that tournament, until the, the Slovak guy showed up. Right, right. <laughs> it's just it's weird. Like They trade to get Pickle back. 
They're going to send him to the SJ. So that means like Thompson's fine. Yep. Ish. He's backing up Menigan. Yeah. And, and what Har- a story. And Harrison Menigan, who started as the third string. Who got lit up it. here on opening night after relieving Jared Pickler. Yeah, who also <laughs> got lit up. Like, that was a poor performance on opening night from the goaltenders. Nope. But, <laughs> but they bounced back from but it. But now Harrison Menigan's their starter. Yep. And, and Thompson's backing night. things up. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's crazy. This weird spot. is crazy. Um, let's get into the weekend, because by the time you hear this, uh, you will be in Brandon. Because you're yep. getting set for a Manitoba trip. Yeah. You know what? I've never been... To Manitoba. The, actually, it's a lie. I, I take that back a little bit because I've been to Flin Flon, Manitoba to call SJHL games against right. Flin Flon Bombers. I don't really call that Manitoba because that's just in the middle of nowhere yeah. above Manitoba. Yeah. But I've never been to Winnipeg or Brandon. Brandon Winnipeg. So it'll be fun. That's um, going to be an interesting trip. Tonight, I guess Friday, take on the Brandon Wheat Kings. That is a game that the Tigers should win, right? Because Brandon kind of—I uh, don't want to say sold the farm, but I mean they made some changes. Brandon's been good since they got rid of, or, re- or they let go of Don McGilvery. They've mm-hmm. been a lot better. They're eight, they're ninth, they're a few points back of Swift, and I don't think we've seen the best Connor Bjarnason yet. I know we we saw him get lit up here twice because mm-hmm. he had no help, and clearly the message wasn't being sent. I think it's be a really good game in Brandon, and the one team, and I was doing the historicals back to 1996. Between the Tigers and the Wheat Kings, Tigers have a below 500 record against them. I believe really? that's that. the only team that the Tigers don't have a winning record against. Really, there's been a lot of a lot of struggles in years past against the Wheaties. I remember There's, we played them in the playoffs like all the time. It felt like it was a constant thing. Yeah, yeah. But but regular season, it was like I think it's 47, 53. A couple of there's like four ties in there, but right. it's it's below 500. Interesting with home and away. There's, uh, I think a lot of it will depend on what Nate Danielson, the the Wheat Kings, get because he's either engaged and he's taking over the game, or he's kind of disassociated and he hanging out. You, you kind of lose him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he he's got to be if he wants to to go as high as you know he has the potential to go. That's a guy that the Wheat Kings need to be on every single night. Well, no Jake Chase on anymore, right? Remember yeah. that one shot he scored here. Yeah, oh. that's right. But good player too. Danielson, I think, had ample chances in the two sample sizes that we saw of him. I thought he was great. He just couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, my biggest thing is just I, I, I see a guy that gets disengaged real quick. Like yeah, you'll yeah. lose him for 10, 15 minutes, and when you're at that level, you just can't be lost. If if you're relied upon, and I get it, he's young, but he's being relied upon in Brandon to drive his line. He needs to bring energy. He needs to create offense. And when you take a couple shifts off, and and you're not really Got, got your head in it. You're taking some bad penalties. Like you, yeah. you just can't have it. Well, we Dawson Pasternak coming yeah, in too, right? right? That's hey? the one, like Dawson Pasternak coming from this. Yeah, the Portland Winterhawks. I believe he's a Manitoba kid, so I think that was one of those. That's nice. Which will be interesting to see. I know Portland kind of they we kind of forgot about what Portland did with Chaz Lucius and potentially getting Ozzy Weisblatt if he gets <laughs> released right. from San Jose Barracuda. But that's a different story for a different day. But man, like with Brandon, they I. They're the team that they went on a big surge there before Christmas and have kind of stayed hot. They beat they beat Seattle last night four yeah. to two, like, or sorry on Tuesday night four to two. I'm thinking, cool, you guys are <laughs> gonna be those guys, right? And Good. So, like you're supposed to stay in tenth or eleventh the whole season, but no, you're in ninth and you're 
Feeling good about, about your about, day. About three points back of Swift for eighth, and yeah. the Tigers are five points back going into the weekend. Well, I think so. that's the probably the big game, game of the weekend because, I mean, Winnipeg, you don't know what you're going to get with Winnipeg. So <laughs> if I'm looking at that Brandon game, I'm not saying must win, but it you would be up pretty nice to walk out of Manitoba 1-1. Yeah. Oh, that would that would be a perfect weekend, but you'd kind of hope that you can, well, well Winnipeg, huh? How many guys have they got drafted? Enough. Seven? Yeah, Seven enough. <laughs> but the Tigers are known for playing better teams better. Yes, because they definitely have pushed some better teams and have kind of played down to teams that they should beat. Like, do you yeah. mess around on Saturday night against Winnipeg? Do you, do you mess the lines up a little bit and try and put guys with different guys? Well, we've got some injuries too, right? Like yep. You see Brendan Lee's out for a, for a while, and mm-hmm. the key word is a while, which means not probably not getting on not the bus. Not short term. And that'll bring in, we're going to see Brett Calhoun this weekend oh, come okay. on the trip. And, yeah, it, there's going to be some adjustments. Players are hurt, and you need some interchangeable parts. I know getting Bogdan's hot ass was great for the defense, but now Curtis Smythe is a forward again. That's yeah. one thing that I it, it, it hurts because he's just played 150 games. I love him on the back end. I really do. He's a perfect third-pair defenseman. Yeah, he shuts him. it down. He's a shutdown guy. Yep. And... Forwards have just got to get a little bit better, and you know what? You can kind of see it. Like with now, it's Oasis Weisblatt and Andrew Basha. They're playing with Shane Smith. That's going to take a little bit of time to get things rolling. And how much do you miss Tyler McKenzie right now? Yeah, how he, much do you miss yeah. that? Does guy? a lot. Does well, a lot. You don't know how much he actually does until you don't see him in the lineup. Yeah. I've noticed that with the Bame and Mercic line, it's mm-hmm. definitely changed. Nothing against Owen McNeil. He's doing his job. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. But you miss Tyler. You miss his draws. You miss his opportunities on the power play, his work ethic, his leadership. There's some key guys out of lineup right now. So this will be all about character this weekend for the Tigers. Well, let me throw this out because I know there's going to be Tiger fans yelling at the radio or their phones right now. When you Mm -hmm. talk about injuries and McKenzie being out and Lee being out, couldn't the Tigers just call up some of these young guns right now as the emergency and not count for any games? Like Um, Harsani and, and McKenna, could they not just be playing right now? Well, I they they still there's it's not an emergency situation yet because of the number of players on there right now. So you only have two guys out, and you're kind of that was your that's your fine line there. And I, you look at Gavin, he's got two games. Well, now he's technically got three. I'll explain that a little bit later. That he got an extra game of eligibility to play. Nice, love that. that. Does go against that, and they're gonna sa- they're gonna save him. Like I, I think I think if it was up to Willie, he probably would have brought Gavin along, but. And for a 15-year-old on a trip like that, I think you go with somebody that's just a hair older. You know, it's not your year yet. Yep. And Harsani's in Calgary with the edge. They played a lot of hockey the last three or four weeks. They've probably played more hockey than the Tigers because they had the Circle K. Yep. You played six games in seven days. Uh, Calhoun, I, I guess, was in that group because he is from Saha. And I think it was just a move that what they really needed, wanted to, and they want to find out what they actually have beyond Harsani, McCann, and McKenna. That's right. the biggest thing. You, I, I think that's the point gonna, of this trip. How else yeah. are you going to develop players, right? Yeah. I, you, it, there's going to be more to this team than just a handful of guys. Like you still got to bring players along. You still got to see where they're at and, and where their level is relevant, relative to, to Western Hockey League talent. So, um, And Brett Calhoun was one of the best, uh, most memorable at the very least. Uh, <laughs> Debut debuts that, in the man. Western Hockey League that I think we've ever had. So yeah, I don't think Jace Isley still knows where he is. No, no, yeah, that cage, he'll get you. Just yep. came wow. up and bit him. Oh, man. I was talking to him about that. He's like, yeah. And I actually ran into 
Jaden Groob in Okotoks after the oh, yeah. before the Christmas break. He came to an Okotoks game, and I was just there, and he was he knew like one of the players I knew back in Okotoks, and I just went up to him. And he knew who I was for some reason. I'm like, oh, okay, this ought to be good, right? And I was like, well, how, how's Jace doing? Is he doing all right? He's like, yeah, that, that was wild. Like, <laughs> like, he's like, he doesn't remember getting hat. Yeah, wow. that's not good, but that. When you have those, like the cage, the, the cage, cage did not help. The, the suicide pass. The suicide pass did not help. I mean, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of bad things that happened before that, that hit. A lot yeah. of things that weren't good. And I, I, I still hesitate to, to, you know, tell a kid who's trying to make a name in the, in the organization with the team and the league, have a hard time criticizing you laying a hit. Like, just yeah. don't, don't put yourself there. Don't, don't put your teammates there. Yeah, maybe it doesn't happen. Well, I was talking to Calhoun before the game at Swift because he played that one, so he'll play this weekend. And I said, you know, just try to last a little longer than he did last time. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's the plan. <laughs> yeah, I did, and of course, there was no intention to do no, something no, like crazy. No. But yeah, it was not geez. like I'm going to line this guy up. I don't care if I get oh, what a debut, one that will be talked oh, about for oh, years. Yeah, yeah that sets it. the tone. Yeah. Love that kid. Love him. Sets the tone. So uh, before we got to wrap things up here, uh, let, let's talk about this Gavin McKenna because you said you're going to explain that somehow. Yeah. a lot of us think that he only has two games left, and he we're has trying to three. pick and choose which ones. Yeah. Do we kind of know? We do. I do know when he's going to play at least his next two games. But because of the situation with Bogdan's hottest at the World Juniors, they were given some. I don't. You'd have to talk to Joe what exactly happened. There's a science just for that alone, hey. Oh, yeah. Like when you're told that you only have five games with these guys, you've got to try and pick and, and choose, and then there's emergency bases. Yeah. So anyway, it's chaotic. Yeah. He, so he gets an extra game. Hayden Harsani gets an extra game, so Harsani will get six. Like when it's all said and done, he'll have six AP games. He's going to play them all, guaranteed. And so it's going to be Gavin McKenna versus Connor Bedard. February 5th is the first one. Nice. And March 11th against Connor Bedard Bedard. and Regina Pets. So McKenna will play both against Bedard. Okay. That is the plan right now. And actually, I do know his other game. It's going to be February 4th against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. It no. went well last time you played them, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then there is potential. Let's say the Tigers, let, let's say that this second half goes right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly how we want to. We sneak into the playoffs. Saha's done. They can bring him up again, right? When, when your season is over, come on down. Yeah. Because I wonder if that would be the thing. Hayden Harsani, come on down. Yeah, I can't remember when, because the last time that would it's have March. been applicable was, was Cole Sillinger. Yep. I think that was the second round that he showed up. I, think I don't you're remember. Because right. he was, was in Saskatchewan, right? Was he playing in he Regina? Was. Yeah. Well, the Edge and Ed Saha play in the in the Canada Sports School Hockey League, and I think they get done because they do it like they everything's in pen ticked in their championships yep. every year. It doesn't matter. And one week it's like the U15, 16, and whatever uh, women's, and then it's the men's the next week. Right. Yeah. And they I can't remember. Weeks, I can't, and I can't remember. But if I'm not mistaken. It's a knockout tournament, so I think it's so. a one and like you lose, you're done. Yeah, and that's not looking like a team that's going to have a propensity to I lose think, in big games. No, I think we're going to see the Edge Mountaineers and Saha play for a final, probably be, depending on the seating and catch it depends somebody, on health too. I think catch Gav McKenna on a bad day. Yeah, yeah not I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> not many of those. Did you see that goal? That he scored the other week? I did. Yeah. Yeah, that five-on-three penalty kill. Sheesh. Got him right where they want him. Yeah, tough one. Yeah, let's send Gavin out to score. Uh, yeah, Braden Desjardins has tough times on his hands. Uh, okay, so 
exciting times. And then next week, there's going to be a lot of games. Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, including two against uh, two against Swift. So a lot to look forward to there. More Broncos. Uh, you also get Prince George, which should be fun. Riley, Riley Height, Height and yeah. Cohen Zimmer will be Jake here. Jake Siobhi at Cohen. Yeah, that's right. So you got exciting names there. So my goal is, I've always, and I know I've mentioned this you guys as much as possible, I try to get draft-eligible players or NHL draft picks on our broadcast. No that's matter right. What. We did that this past weekend. We got Josh Philman on, and I will attempt to get Riley Height on the broadcast for oh. the Tuesday game. Yeah, Riley Height, Cohen Zimmer. Take your pick. Both are good. I kind of forgot about him, too. Yeah, yeah. Can't be sleeping on Cohen. What a name. Well, look, at, a good name. look at the Cohen. top <laughs> Look at the top five in scoring in the Western Hockey League. Yeah. It's interesting They're times, all isn't it? 18, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Like Zemer is in the top five, I think. Bedard, Andrew Crystal, the Kelowna Rockets. That's right. There's a couple other guys I'm forgetting there. One so last I question hope. for you. It's oh completely uh, irrelevant to the Tigers or anything that we've talked about today. Um, are the Moose Jaw Warriors the most frustrating team in the Western Hockey League right now? Yes. If I'm James, <laughs> if I'm James Gallo, yes. I'm throwing like my headset out the window because like you dominate a really good team. And you just, you just laid another egg. You lost to the Edmonton Oil Kings. Not say, Madison had almost lost to the Oil Kings last weekend. Listen, it happened. Yeah, it almost happened. Like it could have happened. But this has happened all year for this for this Warriors like, team. What are you doing? We're like? in the midst of a rebuild with the Tigers, so we're gonna have off nights. Yeah. I I believe that the rebuild is over for Moose Jaw. I believe the team that they have yeah. on paper right now Stand. is better than what their record proves. Oh, big time, yeah. But so next, yes, year, they are next year will be their year. Like, get out right? of the way. Right, because they still have a lot of their big guys are draft eligible. It just kind of shows, though, that even you have a bunch of skill and a bunch of talent, it takes, like, it's it's an elder players league. If yeah. you have a team that's dominated by 20s, 19s, 18s, like, if, if those guys you're carrying you, you're just more consistent every night, no matter how much skill you get from 17, 16, 15, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting times. It's, man, and I love Here's a one more comment about Moose Jaw. I love Moose Jaw. They're my favorite team in Saskatchewan. I was gonna say like there's they never treat been us a time so well. We don't like like Moose Jaw. No, I, everyone wants to see Moose Jaw win. Yeah. <laughs> they send their commu- their communication stuff on my side. They send it in early. The lineups are in. I have all my stuff done. Vice yep. versa. James Gallo's opened me with open arms. Apparently he's Italian. So I just oh wow! Nice little reunion there. Like kind of welcoming Tony Roma. Oh Tony Roma. Well, he's been in the league for like. 20-some years, yep. right? Yep. And just super nice, super friendly. Mark O'Leary, super awesome. Like they, And I want to do – this is one promo I want to kind of do, and I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to pull it off. I want to do I Love Moose Jaw Night, oh, wow. not when Moose Jaw's playing, no, but like a just, different Saskatchewan <laughs> team's playing. Just celebrate Moose Jaw? Just celebrate Moose Jaw. Yeah, that would be great. That. Yeah. I was thinking Saskatoon. Saskatoon or PA. And truthfully, Saskatoon, a team that I, if they never win anything ever again, I might be okay with it. I think right? everybody I in the Western why. Hockey League is... Because they took Scott Roblin from us. That's why. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think that's why. <laughs> oh. No offense to Scott. I just <laughs> no. it, it's, it's been lingering a lot longer like, than Scott's that. Scott's been gone since September, and he's still on our podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Legend. <laughs> but, podcast. yeah, it's, it hasn't... It's just, for whatever reason, for a long time. I don't, I don't people, know. There's a lot of people that hate Saskatoon. And that's what brought back to my whole Adam Zakora thing. It goes like, back to like the Anton Kadobin days. Like I don't, I don't know. We are not going home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what trade did we do at Saskatoon? That we actually we got a decent player out of. Uh, I believe that was the Max Gerlach deal. Oh yeah, we sent Gerlach. Yeah. There was there was Logan a Gerlach deal there. Yeah, and we got Christensen back. 
Um, I don't remember who else was. Maybe a part that's of that why I'm deal. angry because they took Gerlach. I kind of like Gerlach. He was the guy that first scored the first goal at co-op place. Yeah, he was a really good was player. He? I yeah. like I, I do like the Bob Ridley. Like, Gerlach. Yeah, <laughs> Gerlach was a very good player, and it was a bummer it. to see him leave. Uh, all yeah, right, well, well we, you got a big weekend ahead of you. It's yes. I, I think the Tigers can pull it out in Brandon, and you know what? Maybe they pulled out against Winnipeg. Winnipeg's had some off nights with all like when you have all that firepower. Yeah, you can run into some problems. You sure? You no. really can. Like. It's just not going your way. You're like, okay, I'll stop, Chuck. Your turn. Oh, he can't get it going. Okay, Savoy, your turn. Oh, Savoy's had a bad night. Yeah. Oh, no. The other team just scored, and now yeah. we're down 2 nothing. Uh, here's hoping that happens this weekend. Gino, as always, we appreciate your time, buddy. Have fun this Gino. weekend. I, I missed this. I love this. Gino. I was like, the two times we were gone in four and five, so I was a zombie, and then you, you guys Braden DeJardin me. And then yeah, I yeah. Was like, <laughs> I was glad to be back. It's, Apologies for that. I love it. I love this. I love what you guys are doing. I love This is one of our best podcasts. This was a good one. This is a good this one. This was a I like that. Quick, quick review on the podcast after we're like we, officially done. We yelled yeah. at clouds, but then also we're excited about yeah. it. Yeah. 25 <laughs> minutes of, of trade deadline talk. That's right. It's great. Yeah. Uh, for Lance Dahl, I'm Jesse. I appreciate you listening as always. We'll see you next week. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season. Oh, God.